0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today, this Sunday morning. I have a question for you. What is worship? It's really important that we know how to answer this question because in Scripture, in John 4, Jesus tells us that the Father seeks those who will worship Him. There's no doubt in Scripture that worship is an important thing, and we we must learn how to understand properly and Sometimes I think we don't get it. I think we don't understand what worship is involved in. We often say, well, now in church we say it's time to worship. And what do we really mean? It's time to sing. Well, singing can be an act of worship. It's not necessarily an act of worship. It could be. It ought to be. But is it is it only singing? Is that all that it means to do? We worship. Do we do that only by singing? Is it a feeling? Maybe a warm feeling, a good feeling, a real positive feeling. Is that what it means to worship God? What does this mean? Again, God said, Jesus said that the Father seeks those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. This is very, very important that we worship Him in spirit, and we worship Him also tr- in truth or in accurately, and we really understand what it means Last night, Roz and I watched a movie called um, uh, His Only Son, and His Only Son came out in theaters on March 31st. If you're on YouTube here, watching the YouTube, it says in theaters March 31st. Well, I got good news for it. It's not in theaters now, but it is on Amazon Prime. We've heard about this movie quite a bit. It's put out by Angel Studios, the same studio that did The Chosen and has done The Chosen. And uh, as we... And we've we've wanted to watch this the last night we got around to seeing it. And I'd like to give a little bit of some thoughts about it. Number one, it's a very good movie. Number two, it moves a little bit slow. So you want to make sure you're you're wide awake when you watch it. It's not a movie that's going to make you laugh. It's going to be a movie that's going to make you think. It's going to make you ponder. What What does it really mean to walk with God? What does it mean to... To worship God. Is it only the positive thing that we've seen, or does it does it involve sacrifice and challenge? Indeed, this the movie focuses on the life of Abraham. And in the life of Abraham, the as we know that he was, he and Sarah were promised by God they were to leave their land. And, And by the the movie shows all this very so well, they were to leave their land. They're pagan gods, and God was going to bring them to the promised land, and God was going to give them that land, make them a great nation. Their descendants would be as the stars of the sky, as the sand on the seashore. There's just one problem. She was barren and couldn't have children. And I've read this story, and we're going to read it here in a moment, so many times, but there's so many things that I hadn't contemplated in this whole experience their struggle with what was it really like to struggle with not having children being not only you want children but being promised by god you're going to have a multitude of children the nations will come from you and it's just not happening the promise that you're you're hung on to and you know god spoke to you and it's just not happening and what was it like when he gave, she gave him Hagar. Was that a positive thing? Was she happy about it? Was she just unemotional, or was that a struggle with Sarah, his wife, to come up with their own idea about how to do God's plan when it didn't seem like God's way of doing it was working? How's that happen? And then, of course, the key thing is the sacrifice when God was to sacrifice his son uh, Isaac, how did Abraham really deal with this? What was it like? I've often wondered and tried to picture in my mind, what was Abraham's emotion, his feelings, his attitude as he took Isaac on this journey? What was Isaac thinking? How was Isaac responding? What was going through his mind? And, and Sarah, Sarah wasn't there. Did she know what was going on? This was her only son, this was Isaac, uh, Abraham's only son, and of course, they. What the movie does is show what it, it depicts this event so dramatically, so beautifully. I thought this morning what I'd like to do is read the story of true worship, this one aspect of true worship that's given to us in the early chapters of Genesis about God's only son. Are you ready? This comes from Genesis chapter twenty-two. And let's read it together, starting with verse 1. Now, it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Now, by the way, this is three verses in the Bible, and this is about an hour's worth of the movie. And so there's a lot of emotion, a lot of feeling, a lot of, of, of uh, shall we say, speculation, but worthwhile, deep thought of what would have been going on in the mind of Abraham, in the, in the attitude of Abraham. What was, what was it like? We don't know exactly, but the, the uh, directors of this movie depicted it in a way that could very well be accurate. I'll tell you one thing, it's thought-provoking when God calls us sometimes, and God sometimes tests us. This is a part of our Christian life, my friends. We get tested and God was testing Abraham. Now, Abraham, as you know, was I mean, he's the father of what we call the monotheistic religion. And indeed, Judaism, Christianity, Islam all give great honor to Abraham as the one who was the first to really worship the one true God. And and so he's he's quite a figure in history. And here he's being tested. And dare I say, Abraham, I think, failed certain tests in life, but he didn't fail the one we're about to see, and this was the great test of his life, and it's one that when we're tested, we want to make sure we pass. So let's learn what's going on here. Verse 4, on the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from the distance. Abraham said to the young men, stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship. And return to you. Now, what are statements he's making here? Abraham knows that he's going to offer his son as a burnt offering, and he calls that worship. We, The lad and I will worship, but he also expresses great faith that this is brought out in Hebrews 11, that he says, we're going to return to you. Well, wait a minute. Aren't you going to offer your son as a burnt offering? How's he going to come back? Hebrews 11 gives us insight that somehow he believed that God might even raise him from the dead. He knew that no matter what God had called him to do, this sacrifice, this test, as difficult as it was, he knew that God had promised to bless the nations of the world through the descendants of Isaac. And Isaac had no descendants yet. So somehow Abraham knew that he was called by God to offer his son as a sacrifice, a burnt offering. I mean, we're not just saying, Lord, he belongs to you, but we're talking about actually killing him. But somehow, still, the descendants would come through him, and so he says, We will return to you. This is, Abraham was a man of faith, and he's being tested here. Verse six Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid, and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took his hand. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to harm him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son your only son, from me. It's a powerful, powerful uh, story in the Old Testament, account in the Old Testament. One of the great stories, one of the great heroic acts of faith in the Bible that this man Abraham was willing to say, as much as I love my son, my only son, yet I love God more and I fear God more. And worship in this case was a making a distinct a distinction between what he loved most and being willing to say that in his love for his father, for God, he would sacrifice even the thing he loved most on earth, his only son. My friends, this is sometimes God calls us to this type of worship. Sometimes worship to me does not mean that we're singing. It, doesn't mean, it does not mean you have a feeling. It does not mean that you feel good. It doesn't even mean that you're serving or going to church. All these things are a part of worship. But worship means you're making a declaration of what is of ultimate worth and value. Worship means you're declaring God is number one. And I dare I say, in our Christian world today, we need to be making a greater declaration of this. So often in our churches, it's like it, we, we, we've come up with this term, consumer church and consumer Christians, and we want to serve God in ways only that are comfortable and only that are good, only that are enjoyable, only make me feel good. And if it doesn't work that way and I'm getting tested and I'm getting God's challenging me or, or those in my church are saying things to me that are hard or difficult for me to accept, well, I just look elsewhere. It just goes somewhere where they'll tickle my ears and make me feel good and say what I want to hear. We cannot be like this, my friends. We cannot be like this. Oh, that God would raise up more and more people like Abraham. The Father is seeking worshipers, worshipers that will declare with everything in us that God is of ultimate value. He is our God. He is worthy of of all of us. And when we do that, we understand this is what life is meant to be. This is our test. Are you being tested today? Are you being tested? This is an aspect of Christianity again that sometimes we'd rather in our in our modern day comfortable grace-oriented world want to say is this still a part of our Christian life? Does God still refine us like gold? silver? Through the, does He take us through the fire to refine us? Does God test us? Does God give us difficult decisions? Does God put us through difficult times in order to refine us, in order to make us more and more like Christ? Or is it just all good? Is it just that we come to Him out of, out of the spirit of happiness, and that's what transforms us? My friends, testing, hard decisions suffering, it's just a part of what we as human beings need to go through to slay the evil nature, the sinful nature, the the lower nature in us, and to make decisions for, and, and to pass the test and become what God wants us to be. I pray that you and I will do this, whether you're an Abraham, whether you're Sarah, and what she had to go through with this whole experience and her barrenness and and then her husband conceiving with another woman. And then lo- the thought of losing her only son. if you're and Isaac, whatever it is. So I encourage you to watch this movie. Like I said, it moves. It's a little somber. It's challenging. It's thought-provoking. It's not going to make you laugh. It's not going to move quickly from scene to scene like many modern movies today that don't have more than 10 seconds at the same scene because they're so action-oriented and fast-paced. But if you slow down a little bit and watch it and think and ponder, it may just reveal some things about your own life of worship that will take you deeper and deeper with God. And it might put a whole new perspective on various tests that you go through. And of course, then it might remind you about how God gave his only son who walked up the same mountain up on Mount Moriah. That's right. This Mount Moriah is where the temple's built. It's where Isaac was sacrificed, and it's a temple mount near where Jesus was on this whole part of Jerusalem, old city there. All of this, so many things happened at that place. And of course, as we know, Abraham passed the test and was not required to actually then go ahead and sacrifice his son. But God went all the way, and his son Jesus did indeed. God didn't sacrifice his only son as is brought out beautifully in the movie. should we pray about this? Father in heaven, we come to you today, and we thank you that you are a good, good God. And because you're good, you test us, and you refine us, and you take us into deeper spirituality through worship that sometimes requires sacrifice on our part. Help us, Father, to not just be formed by a culture of consumerism that we live in, in which it all revolves around us and our happiness and our good feelings. Help us, Lord, to go deeper and deeper into life to realize that it doesn't all revolve around me or my family or my child, my Isaac, or anything that I might that might rival my love for you. And help us, Lord, to realize that when we're tested to see if our our greatest love is for you, I pray we'd pass the test. We want to go deeper with you, Lord. We want to be people who not only know what you do, but we understand why. We know your ways. We walk with you like Abraham. And Father, I think now of the struggles and the challenges and the hardship he faced, and yet here we are talking about him 4,000 years later. He's the friend of God. That one of the great heroes of the Bible, might we learn from his example. We give you this day to walk with you in humility, sincerity, and genuine worship. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. So glad to have you along with us today. If you're new, I hope you'll join us regularly. We come here every single morning, 8.30 a.m. live Eastern eight thirty a.m. Eastern time. We come here live. We, we're going through currently going through the Book of Philippians Monday through Friday. We come here on the weekends as well and talk about something and maybe a little bit uh, take a little freelance on those things. But I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to the channel. Put it in your schedule to watch at a regular time, either live or sometime later in the day. But make an appointment and keep it. Be in the Word every day. It will make a difference in your life and it'll make us mighty for God. If that's what you want, get in the Word of God and get in here with us, if you will. I love you guys. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.